You give like, us any Aberdonian phrases which might not make any sense to our listeners uh, elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's one. Here's one. Fit, 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 fit. What do you say? 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 Coming up on this week's show with me, Gavin, we have the Capolos. They're a four-piece guitar-based band from Aberdeen. They've got some amazing tunes. Going to hear about them. They've got some great haircuts too. And I think it'll be the next big thing breaking out of Scotland. Without further ado, this is The Capolos. Alright, I'm Lloyd. I am singer, bass player, part-time songwriter in the band. Hello, my name's Greg and I, uh, I'm the drummer. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Best up FIFA as well, out of us. It's uh, Ah, there you go. Uh, I'm Brett. Uh, I play lead guitar with Kid in the band. All right. My name's Kyle. I'm the uh, singer, songwriter, and uh, rhythm guitarist of the Capolos. Um, ever since we were young, uh, we've had music sounding us. Our mum and dad used to sing uh, to us and stuff like that when we were kids. So I think from there, really, we ended up just, you know, like falling into the. Uh, into music, really. Um, my uncle plays guitar, and that's how we both um, started you know, to uh, play guitar. Um, right. And from there, really, it's just kind of snowballed into what the Capolo is now, really. Um, we've had, like, all the other bands before in the past, like school bands. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of moved from there. Yeah, Lloyd is yeah. a guitarist at heart, um, but I was leading a bass player, like, years ago in one of my other bands, and uh, instead of asking Lloyd to would be the probably yeah. the one to, to the bass, bass guitar. I actually asked a pal who just didn't play an instrument at all. That yeah. must be 2014 then in that case. So yeah, 2014 it would have been. So basically what had happened was I had met um, Greg in um, in college doing music. And then uh, Greg was just there for a year and then bailed. Um, I stuck it out and then finished it. But I knew Greg anyway um, from that and... Uh, obviously, Lloydie Boy is my twin, so it was just the three of us at the start. Um, we had another guitarist at the time, but he just couldn't commit to um, to being a guitarist for us. He just said he didn't. He was it was going to be detrimental to us lot, so he decided to bail. Kind of like maybe about a month or two in, so okay. kind of left us with a little bit of a a hole. Um, I I'm not the best lead guitarist. I'm getting better, but I'm not the best. So. I was on the hunt for a lead guitarist, which in Aberdeen was a very tough, um, tough ask to find. So basically what we ended up doing was going on a forum. Um, and then I just kind of tweeted, not tweeted, uh, put in the forum, like just, so an MD into this kind of music and I listed off heaps of different bands, you know, right. Monkey, um, Oasis, Kasabian, um, and all the usual suspects. And um, in this forum, like on the actual page itself, it was like, posts that had been answered for like months so I yeah. kind of thought it was a lost cause but 25 minutes later in pops uh, Brett just with a oh I'd be ideal I'd be ideal so um, it kind of went from there um, with a jam when you first uh, started getting a bit of attraction so to speak because you got like a phenomenal following in Aberdeen like when did that can you remember were you at school when it started or was it in college you said when you first played together so like it would have been I just left college um, Greg had left two years prior to that um, 
but we'd we basically, as I said, I knew Greg, so like we kind of, as I said, just kind of went off there. So it was, I suppose, we we're like what, like nineteen year old? I was nineteen, Lloyd yeah, nineteen, obviously, and you guys were eighteen. So that's when it really first kind of kicked off. And um, at that age, you know, being like eighteen and stuff, um, no one's really wanting to really like come to a gig. Everyone's wanting to just go and get pissed. Fair, when we were 18, 19, there was absolutely no like gigs on at all. Like compared no. to nowadays. There was, was a the scene in Aberdeen was predominantly like metal and like you know hard rock kind of stuff. Metal. Like metal. Most, most of the gigs we done was like either charity gigs or like you like uni gigs that folk had put on, like college kind of um yeah. youth gigs. And then now and again there'd be like a big support that would come. Um and we try to just get that, but compared to what it is now, there's bands coming to Aberdeen all the time, and just yeah. a lot of good bands as well. So I think we kind of started when it was not great, but now it's kind of it's helped us by building a fan base over the kind of years. Yeah. And maybe, now you've like, out, maybe you've helped build the scene. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what we that's what we kind of <laughs> kind of say. <laughs> I know. I generally do think that we have though. We've helped kind of at least, you know, like some of these venues, like drums and stuff like that, they, you, they did have, you know, like, like tribute acts and stuff coming to town which, and stuff, yeah. but the scene itself, in, in regards to, like, playing local bands, um, there was nothing, nothing like, like us lot, and then we kind of popped up, and there's videos and pictures of us, you know, playing gigs and drummings and, um, and tunnels and stuff, and no one's there. <laughs> I mean, waiting for the next support to come on kind of thing, and We've had our fair share of empty gigs. I think all bands will go through the the, um, the hard yard, so to speak. Sorry, I think it's on the hard yard, so to speak. Yeah, it was, oh, just, yeah. Well, I, th- I, we've done so many gigs like back in the day in front of nobody, and I feel like if you go to a gig in Aberdeen now, it's always packed. Like most yeah. of the gigs are packed now, so we've kind of mm-hmm. we've done so many bad gigs that it's kind of like it's helped us in a way. Yeah. And was there a moment when it became like you went from playing kind of smaller bars to you had like a hundred people bouncing along, but you remember where you think, "Fucking hell, this is going somewhere." I think I think the one gig was uh, we done a tour with this band from Edinburgh, and uh, we had an Aber- like Aberdeen was one of the one of the uh, slots in it, and we never I don't think we promoted it at all, and we were kind of a bit worried. We're like, "Shit, um, there's not gonna be a lot of folks here because we didn't we didn't promote it, which we should obviously should have, but." When we turned up on the night, it was mm. absolutely heaving. I was kind of like, "Fucking hell, we do actually have um, yeah decent following, yeah, yeah. decent following." So um, that was kind of the gig. I, I think as thought. well. I think as well, supporting the supporting the snuts probably got a few folk on our bandwagon. Definitely, right. that was a packed gig, and a yeah. lot of folk probably might have heard of this, but maybe never seen us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, definitely, maybe. yeah. Oh, we support them twice and um, two sold out gigs. Yeah. We actually helped them. Um, we sold like like three, four times the amount of tickets that uh, we were meant so to sell. Yeah. And they kind of they were like really appreciative, really appreciative of like us selling so many tickets and stuff, which is why we ended up getting a second gig with them and help. We kind of helped them sell out in the end. Um, so we kind of yeah. these these gigs kind of helped massively. If you're enjoying the show so far, I'm going to ask a massive favour. Can you go onto your phone and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast? Much appreciated. And thank you for everyone that left a five-star review. Thank you, too, for the one person that left a four-star review. I appreciate it, Dad. I think it's very, like... I think the Scottish scene right now is probably hotter than the English scene right now, big time, but I just don't I, think it's the actual, you know, um, respect it deserves. Um... A lot of people, it kind of gets lost. I think um, some bands just kind of 
fall away sometimes, you know, because they don't get the actual, you know, like crowd that they should get. Do you know what I mean? And it, it often comes in waves as well. You get a few bands at once from like either like Manchester for a while or like Scotland for a while or going back to like Scotland in the early 90s with a load of bands when you can do and cry and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Scotland's do like another surge, hopefully with like yourselves and the Stuts and so on. Like the well, headlines. You can definitely see it. I mean, there's even like, obviously I'm in Edinburgh just now, there's like a band called Retro Video Club and they're really fucking good. Um, nice guys as well. With them. We've been we've been like trying to get gigs with them for ages. It's just never worked out, you know, like us having something on. Yeah. You know, like there's been a way. So it was always a pay. We never actually got a chance to gig with them in the end. But we did go and, uh, you know, show our support with, uh, to them. And as I said, nice guys. So they're good. Um, from our hometown, you've got like Savannah Sleep, Angry Man Car Park. Uh, Black Tiles. Um, well, you've the Shambolics, though. They're pretty good, hey? I think they've said Shambolics are yeah. Shambolics are cracking as well. We actually Shambolics. did a week cover recently, you know, about uh, that when she goes home, you know, by the Shambolics. And again, they're, they're top guys. We play with them. Um, but, you know, it's good to actually, you know, like, you know, like meet all these guys and see what's happening. And you can actually learn a thing or two from them, which is, you know, really good as well. What kind of stuff yeah. you learn from them? Just, like, some things, just, like, um, you know, like your your marketing kind of right. part of you, you know, like just like, you know, being able to, you know, like push a single potentially or, you know, like try to get better gigs and better locations, contacts, you know what I mean? They're just, they're, they're, everyone's kind of helping each other nowadays. It wasn't like that before. A lot of people before, you know, just, if a band is like, you know, in the same state as them, they fucking hated that band. Yeah. And yeah, no, it used to be like that for ages, like no one like no one for ages. Yeah, when we first started, it was like that. Like you could tell there was a bit of a vibe that like bands that want to kind of speak to you at gigs and stuff. Um, but like we get on pretty much all the Aberdeen bands now, so it's uh, is a lot better. Um, which is what you want. What you want. You want your like you going to gigs, um, like local gigs, and then they come to yours. So it is a lot better. And definitely, and there's a synergy as well because people who like good music are going to like both bands. It's not like. They like one at the expense of the other, you know what I mean? So well, like that's, that's, the cover we did a shambolics a few weeks ago, like that's one of the best posts we've done because folk folk like us and them, and it was kind of like yeah. Yeah. buzzing that like two bands that I really liked had like done a cover. So you, you saw covers over the isolation period, like, and I, I quite like the eclecticness of all the different covers you've done. How do you how, how are you choosing them? We had McFly, we had Oasis, we had Shambolics. Yeah, <laughs> I think well. just, I love all those. To be fair, we posted it last year um, when we had like slightly less followers and folk loved it. So I kind of thought, well, might as well post it again like a year later. And it, that's another yeah, post that got kind of one of the best ones we've done. Yeah. You thought folk of doing, uh, love, like Scottish folk love Paulo and Pini, so Yeah, definitely. You thought of doing Bad Boys Inc. for um, the Ali Beg Factory can do a bit of promo for you. Keep the Aberdonians together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe more into your own songs, though. The first song of yours that I noticed was that Lay Your Love. Yeah. Are you able to tell us about how it came about and who wrote it or what it's about? So I, um, I wrote Lay Your Love. So Lay Your Love came about just as like a... Um, almost like try to tell someone, you know, just like... Like, just give it to me, basically. You know what I mean? It's like you want you want their love from them, you know what I mean? Like, you, like when you meet someone you know... I thought you were going to get well. super sexual there for a second. <laughs> I kind of just kind of it's all about it's obviously like finding the right person you know and just kind of laying, laying down love really and just saying like what what you take from it and for me like when I when I first met Claire I kind of 
you know, the kind of the foundations of a lot of the songs that I write are kind of based off just love. Oh, and, experiences, yeah. Yeah. So, you, like, the thing about the song is it's like it's it's different from all the fast paced ones, but it's still kind of like. Yeah, like, we normally play last as well, which is, which is good. Um, I just a lot of the like the lyrics in it and stuff, and, like when you're infatuated by someone that you adore. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like everyone should find that person. You know what I mean? Um, when you find them, it's good. And then, like, obviously, like the, towards the end, you know, when you got the break, like, thank fuck we made communication. All relevant stuff, you know what I mean? Like, where would I be without you? Kind of thing. So, like, a lot of like, songs, the melody gets you in, but then once you hear it a few times, like the words that you said, the thank fuck, kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah I get you, I get you. Yeah, it's, it's like simple things like that. I mean, like, I mean, if I wasn't, if I didn't meet, um, well, even it could be like if I knew Greg, would I have met Clerks to their friends, you know what I mean? Would right, that have happened? Yeah. You know what I mean, or would I have been not valid? Do you know what I mean? Or, do you know what I mean? Obviously, we've met in different circumstances. I'm not giving it credit to you, Greg, don't worry. <laughs> um, you get some kind of retainer, Greg, and that, like you know, another year, a few pints in, Cal. Absolutely, no. Yeah, and could have been, could have been me and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> still can, man. It's still can. <laughs> still time. So um, yeah. right there. Right, yeah, yeah so like, just I suppose, like as I said, it's just like you know, getting when you find someone like that, you can like it's quite an easy thing to write about at times. And as I says, something as simple as you know, not meeting someone. If it's not there, then it could have been such a different. You know, their life could have went a completely different path. So that's where that line came from. But the song itself, yes, yeah, it's about like just falling in love, really. Your new song, Electrify, just linking it into the songwriting. I was reading that you said it started off as a jam and then Kyle developed a song from it. Can you tell us how that was? Yeah, so people like, mad. Yeah, so like, yeah. I, th- I think one day what it was, I think I, I think I do remember like the start of it. So we just finished a song, and Greg was just doing this kind of like really like fast, just like a, a normal kind of rock kind of drum beat, like. And I kind of was like, keep doing that, and I don't know what, I don't know where it came from. Just some somewhere in me, just kind of ended up on the string that in the first note of it, and we kind of just went from there, and we ended up starting jamming. I was like, how cool is that? Then Lloyd put the bass on it, and then. Brett, I'll tell you as well, like Brett had like, he was doing some mad lead part, then it'd be my new lead part, then it'd be a, a bass solo. <laughs> just at one, solo, part, at one point, we were just seeing it. who could go fastest. Like, <laughs> no, we were just, There's a high energy to, I'll give you that, guys. I can imagine it get bounced, bounced it when you play it like, we were We were honestly burst out laughing just playing. We were like, you're solo, you're solo. And like, Aye, like, it was just, I mean, every, every week we played it and we were just burst out laughing because it was like, we were as fast as we could. I think the song's like three minutes, but like this jam that we used to do, just going for a good like 10, 15 minutes of us just like properly just going for it. I mean, we were all fucking sweating, but it was good. What I love is when you're all speaking about it, you're all buzzing a bit about the thought of doing it. You can sort of like, you're yeah, not it's, along. It's, it's been a while. Like, you, all sort of thought, like, you all thought, what are the guys through the house, like uh, the recording studio guys thinking? Because we're just playing. Like, <laughs> it was like the studio same chords over and over again for like a good 15 minutes <laughs> just doing different like different like <laughs> drum fills and stuff but yeah it was and then obviously turning it into a song 
it like would take it all the way down, you know, like you know, I just have like you know, like just the drum beat, and then just playing one note, doo doo, doo doo. Yeah, no, 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 it's electrified. Yeah, and then build up. But basically, yeah, I. Uh, we've got here and I, I kind of I didn't actually intend to write it I just kind of sat home one day just I never actually do sit down and write like sometimes I'll just something will happen and I'll just be like right and I'll write something down and that'll be you know maybe the start of the song I feel like that's, and that's, always work, that's always work for us like for like we don't just write 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 it's like kind of like we write a belter and then we kind of just play the set and then one day like something pops up and then now it's, the sky so to speak you know, oh, yeah it's on there yeah. It always seems to come at like the right time. Like we kind of think, write a song like fuck. Like everyone loves it. How are we gonna write uh, one of the that? And then, and then, and then it just like comes out of nowhere as well. So it kind of it works, it works perfect. Mm-hmm. So, when's Electrify out, and where can we get it? So Electrify will be out on the twelfth of June. Yeah. It will be available on all major streaming services platforms. Um, so yeah, no, I'm absolutely buzzing. About it. Uh, I guess after this the single, what's your plans? Is an album in the making, or you guys signed with anyone, or what's your kind of? So we're unsigned. We've, to be fair, we've we've not even got any management or anything. We we've never we've been offered in the past, but it just never materialised. Um, I mean, I don't know. Are we looking for management? Are we quite happy doing our thing? I always kind of think when when Fokker asks why are you not signed yet, I'm kind of like, if we were signed, maybe we wouldn't have released the songs we have the pa- like we're kind of like oh I wish we got signed last year but maybe if we got signed we wouldn't have released Addiction and then maybe if we were signed we wouldn't yeah. have written uh, Electrify exactly. so I feel like everything happens at the right time and uh, we did get offered management last year and um, won't say the name but uh, we kind of we didn't want they to just, sign, sign something just, over email and we kept asking you know, yeah. the email the email and back and forth was just a bit like it wasn't fast it wasn't it wasn't like it was a slow mover, and it was unfortunate for working with them if they're not getting back quickly. Oh, well, we exactly, said, man. Like, said meet, they live up in like uh, England, and we said we've got a gig in uh, Newcastle. We'll get, well, obviously, uh, free guest, get your guest list, come and actually speak to us properly, and we could go through everything. He yeah, went, yeah, 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 I'm there. Got to the gig, never turned up, and then uh, never, never wrote to apologize or anything. So we're like, yeah, fuck that. I got <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. There's, there's things like. We're coping well with, you know, what we're doing. I quite enjoy, you know, being able to know what's going on, who we're emailing, you know what I mean, yeah. and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and what we're doing. I think if you had management, that would maybe get go amiss. It's cool that you're building a following quite like, uh, what's the word? Organically. Organically, that is the word, Brett. Thank you very much. Best yeah, I like it. You don't see enough of that these days. <laughs> you know I mean? that. Well, we kind of we always, always thought that. We have, we've had help from, like... Obviously, we do a lot of gigs with this feeling, but we had to push hard to get kind of to get kind of on it. Um, and yeah, we we do everything ourselves. We email like like we had to pester people to get some support slots and stuff like that, and kind of annoyed them into kind of being like, "All right, sound. Um, here well, you go." Like, then, for it, like, you know, I mean, like, 
like the pigeon detectives, like um, we, when we supported them, we kind of kept ma- like emailing the girl and it got to the point where like, all right, there you go. And then we ended up selling um, heaps of tickets for it. Same with it was a uh, as well. There was a festival in Aberdeen, um, Enjoy Music Festival, and they were like, you played it last year, you can't play it again. And I emailed him like every week. The point he was actually messaged us saying to stop emailing him. It's so like, got- we're to let you play them to deal with it. <laughs> so he, he ended up saying, all right, I'll put, we'll put a competition up for three bands and you could be in it. And we won it by like a thousand votes. And then he phoned me be like, oh, I'm really sorry for uh, really, really sorry for like uh, telling you to stop emailing. I was like, nah, man, I, I've been annoying you for weeks. And then, yeah, it ended up being a great gig. So um, that's kind of how we've always got our gigs, but kind of. Um, annoying people annoying folk <laughs> oh it's hustling mate it's hustling it's making it happen I know. yeah exactly that's what I always kind of think if you don't um, ask you don't get we, exactly. we used to, exactly. to kind of think gigs would like um, just come to us but then we kind of thought that's not the way to do it um, and since then we just kind of um, just to get it for ourselves you said my mind drank you said you had Their best ever gig and the worst ever gig, or the weirdest ever gig. If you've got like a point about that, we'll, do the wor- we'll say the worst gig uh, at the beach ballroom. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. well, I wouldn't say that's the worst one. I would say that's the worst one because we all fell out. Nah. Right, okay. That was, right. I'll, that I'll, was I'll, nice. I'll, I'll tell you my interesting one, even if it's not the worst right. one. Well, we played that Enjoy Music Festival like the first year it ever came about, and uh, it was a probably a day very similar to what it is right now in Aberdeen. Um, yeah. Scorching. We were on the main stage. I think we were on like third or fourth. Played on, I like, it was ace. We were like, I think Fubar News had like filmed it for us and like we're all over Facebook. At this point as well, you know, we're still quite young in our in our band, um, in our life. And we were like, oh, buzzing. This is so good. This is so good. Um, had a great day. And then later on, we were also playing the after show, um, yeah. which was going to be held at Tunnels. Um, so basically in Aberdeen there's two tunnels there's tunnel one and tunnel two tunnel yeah. one was going to be where all the DJs were all going to be tunnel two was going to be where the bands were going to be and I was like oh this is going to be good I've not played a packed tunnel yet properly I can't wait for it just to be heaving with folk coming straight yeah. after things are good um, so basically we turned up it was quiet obviously nobody had left the festival yet there was no, nobody there not one person yeah. yeah this was for the performance as well um, what got me about that gig as well was I remember looking at the back and then a couple of boys popped their heads in, seeing there was no one there, then just kind of left. <laughs> like, you guys, you guys got taxi. No, I got a taxi with you because I had to lump my stuff and we were like, wait, we had to wait in a taxi queue for about uh, 45 minutes. No, we don't right. So we left, yeah, we left the festival, go to this gig in front of nobody, and then just wait in the taxi queue for about 45 minutes with this, our stuff, thinking, what the fuck? Just this is a rock and roll dream right here. And what, so what yeah. about the best ever gig, more importantly? Unit 51? Oh. Yeah. yeah. What happened? What made it so good? So, Brett, you want to jump on in? Yeah, I mean, if I anything, please jump ahead. I think it was just, it was our final gig at the end of the year. We were all buzzing. It was the end of the tour as well, so it was a finale. We had everything all planned out. We organised it ourselves. Um, it was a 50-50 split with the promo, so we did all the work basically ourselves. When it came to... So it was 
I, I quite like getting everything set up. I quite like the production side of things as well as the gigging. So I kind of feel like I'm charging, making sure that all three of them are, they know what they're doing sort of thing. Getting everything all set up. It was our time and we were just all at the back and it was just the adrenaline was just through the roof. And then this, it was like a black top stage as soon as we walked on. And we just heard like this, the whole venue just fucking erupted as soon as we walked on stage. And that's when it felt high from the people. But, I think that's that's I think that's the one gig that we we honestly put everything into it, like just promoting it, like the messaging people to like be like come up, like come to this gig, it's happening, it's going to be big, and we put honestly I couldn't even couldn't even explain how much we put into it because it was like the biggest venue, and we told them this feeling we're like we'll sell it out, and um, I think the biggest we done was three hundred the year before. And um, I think the first month it didn't sell as good as we thought. And we were kind of like, this is going to be a struggle. And then, um, right. <laughs> and then it got to the night and there was like, ended up being like 50 tickets left and then ended up selling out. And I, it wasn't until I walked on stage. I was like, holy shit. I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a scene. Like, right. I could not even then, like I've been watching like videos and stuff back thinking no way is that for one of our gigs. And it kind of yeah. showed uh, how much you into it. And then, uh, it kind of turned out and it was just, it just went out. By this time, it's 21, you guys have done an amazing album and that'll be just out and be touring that alongside Exactly, yeah. Yeah, speak exactly. to us again next year this time. Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, well, might hear my bees long as Brits, you never know. I know, it will be just <laughs> there, man. Oh, well. It's only get longer, boys. Yeah, my hair, my hair doesn't grow down, my hair grows out. Where can we find out more about the Capolos? So find out about us on our Facebook page. Just search the Capolos. Good way to remember the Capolos is Capolo. It's quite simple. When oh, like accent goes down, especially you know there's phrases in that Aberdonian accent which would like I'm from Thurstal from Cadness. Yeah. So they have phrases that make no sense anywhere else. I spit a knee on Waltz and they were like saying, you know, easy kitty he is. And it's like that means nothing to anyone else. You know what I mean? I know, I know. Oh, we've, we've, you can throw at us. we've played with them as well and it was I remember speaking to the guys and like yeah I had to, to kind of like really listen you know intently see what they were saying and I was like you, you guys are Scottish I should be understanding what you're saying <laughs> nice guys though but no, I, to be fair can you give like, us any Aberdonian phrases which might not make any sense to our listeners uh, elsewhere in the world yeah uh, okay. here's one here's one fit fit fits fit fit <laughs> So, say, can you see that again? And then tell us and give us the. Fit, 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 fit. Which means? What shoe fits what shoe? <laughs> what? Uh, fit, what? Oh, wait, I can't do that, like. <laughs> 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 Go on, Greg, do that. I can't do that, like. Which means? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's say, I've got two classics. So, one is Fits I Cried. Which I is? Cried. What was it? What's that called? It's that cried. What's that called? And yeah. my nana says that all the time. Everything was cried. So it's I kind of grew up in sort of half Doric. So I've got. Well, I've got a, it. You say, uh, wait for a fly cup. A fly cup, aye. Wait for a yeah. fly cup. You know what that means? <laughs> fly cup. Was that a cup of coffee or something, though? Yeah. Is that a cup of tea? Is it? Aye, fly. Aye, aye. Yeah. That's Drake. It's not been Drake a day. Drake. Yeah. 
Sorry, Brett, did we miss your second one there, sir? The second, aye. Uh, Kyle? Yeah? Where is Claire Bide? Ah, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I love that one. I when I was like, like teenagers, I dated a Glaswegian girl, and I was like, "Far to bite." She was like, "What?" Far to bite. What's that mean? Cool, guys. Hey, thanks for fitting us in. It's been so good to speak to you all. Yeah, man. Likewise. Thanks very much, Gavin. Really, man. Do it, guys, and good luck with it. I'm sure it'll work out well. Thanks very much, Gavin. Stay safe, mate. Pleasure, guys. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye. That was the Capolos, and I've been Gavin. Thank you for listening to the What Do You See podcast. We've got two episodes a week coming up from next week. We'll try and do a band every Thursday and another kind of free every Monday. Onwards. What do you see?